make sense? It just comes out. And then, then the, she, for the next two or three days, she says, well, I remember what you said. And so I said, well, I didn't really mean it that way, but I guess I did because that's the way it came out. Anyway, words can get confusing. And uh, we got holy words, we got mixed words, and we got worldly words. words. And we'll go through them in just a little bit. So <sighs> let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come before you this morning, Lord, we thank you for the children. Uh, Father, that you filled this church up with children. We thank you so much. We ask that uh, today, Father, that we would just uh, sit still and uh, be a blessing uh, to, who, to you and to all the ones around us, Lord. Lord, would you bless us today? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Holy words. Huh. I had to I'd come in early, come in here, but you know, I was here early this morning and uh, I started writing down some words, and somebody came up and said, You got the wrong words in the wrong bucket. And I, I, where's Brent? Brent, you didn't put any wrong words in the wrong bucket, did you? No. Yeah. Yeah. So well, let's hope I get the right words in the right bucket in a little while here. Holy words. You know, as Christians, we, uh, uh, we speak with all kinds of words, and those words happen to reveal who you are. Uh, and the more you grow in Christ, the more you understand who God is in your life, the more you understand his sovereignty, and the more you understand that he really does control everything and you don't, uh, you, really start to, you really start to sound like one of these Christians. And uh, you really do. You know, you, you quit using the worldly words so much, and, and then as you're baby Christians and stuff, you kind of mix the two together, you get confused about this word or that word, and you start mixing... Christian words with worldly words, and it all mixes up, and it really doesn't make any sense, but yet you use it anyway. And then, and then there comes a time that you really start to separate it completely in your life, and uh, you quit cussing, <laughs> you quit doing different things, and you quit uh, adding to and taking away and all that, and you become, start to grow up as a Christian, and your words really start to become holy words. Do you agree with me? They do. They do. And uh, it's, a, it's a marvelous thing to watch. I love watching people grow up. Uh, uh, years ago, I would say I could cuss it with the best of them. And then uh, when God finally shook me up enough and grabbed a hold of me, I probably quit cussing pretty quick. It didn't take long for me to hide that. I always like to watch teenagers because they try to hide it from their parents. Every once in a while, that word will slip out, and I just act like I didn't hear them and walk away, you know. But, you know, they go, oh, I didn't get caught that time. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. God caught you way before you said it. And it's, so it's fun to watch those kind of things, uh, and you just you walk away and say, well, I don't know how to pray for that person, because uh, you hear them in the words. And a lot of the words we use in the world is uh, me, myself, and I. Uh, when you talk, you talk about you, and everything surrounds you, and every conversation you, you get into, you want it to come back to you. And those are worldly things we do, and once we understand Christ, we start trying to make those words go back to him. One of the things we, we want to do is be spirit-filled. And, uh, and there's, when everybody gets saved, you get the Holy Spirit. There's no doubt about that. But it also talks about being filled with the Spirit. Because I can't be cussing one minute and doing all kinds of worldly words. I'm going to get confused with these words things today. But can't be doing all these worldly words and then the next minute be talking about Jesus expecting anybody paying attention to me. It doesn't work that way, does it? It just doesn't. So you might as well just hang it up. It's going to take some time uh, before anybody's going to listen to you again. So, anyway, let's get started with this. Holy words. Words communicate even we don't, even we don't want them to. And we saw that in the video. They communicate things even we don't want them to. In pain, words spin out of control. I mean, you smack your hand with the 
with the hammer or hit it with the hammer or whatever. I mean, it go. I mean, wow, holy moly, you know. You just never know what's going to come out. Those, those pains, and, and when things are happening you don't understand, sometimes we say words we don't really mean to, but yet we do. But I'm telling you, as you grow in Christ, you learn to, to think before you speak. Anybody have trouble with speaking before they think? Yeah, that's foot and mouth. So we start to learn that my words should have wisdom and encouragement more than it should have anything else. So in pain, words spin out of control. So we have to, as we grow in Christ, we learn how to keep those words from spinning out of control. And what the Bible talks about being self-controlled, does it or does it not? It does, and that's part of being self-controlled. In love, words spill out with passion, don't they? Now, when you're in love with somebody or, or you're in love with somebody, it, those words aren't hard to, come, hard to come up with. Oh, honey bunny. They're not hard to come up with. You know how much I love you, baby? I love you this much. The words aren't hard to come up with then, are they? You know, I've loved you all my life, honey. Jacqueline, you tell Eric that? Yeah, see there? That's just, it's easier when, when, when pain spill out with love. It's, it, it comes that passion, and you really mean it. You know, you understand when these words, people can separate. They know when you mean it, when they don't mean it. Do you, you guys pick up on that when people are talking to you? Don't you understand when they mean it, when they don't mean it? I do. It's like, yeah, right. Yeah, we'll walk away. So words have meanings. And, and in the world we live in, it seems like, especially the world we live in, that words don't have the meanings they used to have. Although they do, it's just we try to confuse them. Does that make any sense to y'all? Saying you say politician. Yeah, holy words. God uses men to speak to the ears. I speak to your ears, right? I mean, that's what I do, and that's what you do. He uses us to speak to ears, but God speaks directly to the heart. He uses us to speak to the ears to you, and, 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 and sometimes we can speak better without words. You ever done that? You speak a lot better without words. You just, people just know your demeanor by who you, by the way you move, by the things you do. You know, you can not say a word and help some sweet lady help her with something that tells me something about you. One thing, you're paying attention. You ever notice a lot of people don't pay attention anymore? And I, I, you got to do this. Now, when I go into a restaurant, I always order my salads with what, John? No tomatoes, no cucumbers, no dressing, and extra croutons. That's just me. And then I, I, want my, I want my tea usually without sugar or half and half or sometimes. But, and, and you'll always watch, and I always tell Vic, they ain't going to get this right. They don't. People, they just kind of quit paying attention to things. And so the more we don't pay attention to words, I understand there's something going on in your life. Maybe they're too busy, something's going on. God speaks through the heart. When I open up, open up the Word of God, my mouth may be speaking, but when God directs that heart, you don't even know who I am anymore. You know it's God, not a preacher. Amen? You all believe that? Isn't that good? Isn't that good that we got a God that can do that? I mean, He can do that. That's, that's like, wow, that's better than anything. In Acts 10.44, it says, while Peter, was still, still, while Peter was still speaking these words, and while he's preaching, while he's still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon those who heard the word. So Peter's speaking, but God, the Holy Spirit, is what? He's leading. Amen? He is the one that's directing those words to go to that heart. See, when we feel that Holy Spirit, when we know that Holy Spirit's in us, then don't you know that God's right there at that moment talking to you? He's using words from a man or a woman or even a child or even the, the directions of what they're doing to talk to you. We've got a loving God, don't we? 
Come on, come on. We got a loving God, don't we? We got a huge, big God that just wants to communicate with us in all kinds of ways. We got a communicating God. I love it. Go ahead, please. In Proverbs 22, 17 through 21, it says, Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise, and apply your heart to my knowledge. For it is the pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Let them all be fixed upon your what? Lips. So that your trust may be in the Lord. I have instructed you today. Even you. I like that. Even, even me. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge? Of course he has. That's his word. He has not written. He's given it to us. That I may make you know the, for the certainty of the words of truth. Holy words. That you may answer words of truth to those who send to you. God sends us. You know, when, when people come out and God puts these people right in front of you to talk to about him, are you ready? Are you ready? I had a man at work the other day, last week. He come up to me, and, I, and it was a... Uh, it was a guy on the job. I never saw him before in my life. And he come up to me, and he, he just he was standing around. I was busy working with my tools like I always do, and I looked up and seen him, and he wasn't leaving. I thought, okay, put the tools down. How you doing? <laughs> and I'm trying, well, okay, well, God, what's this all about? Well, you know, come to find out, I'm down in Louisville, Kentucky working. Come to find out he lives right here in Nineveh. Ain't that amazing? And all of a sudden, you know, I said, okay, he lives in Nineveh. That's where the church is at. Oh, yeah, I know. I've seen your church. I know about your church. I, I used to go to church, and I do some things for God, but I'm not in church right now. So for the like, next 30 minutes, I'm talking to this guy about God, about the, the church. Hopefully, he's going to show up here one day. You know, it, it, words, and, and how, he, how he knew I was, a, he heard that I was a preacher, and he wanted to come and talk to me. He had questions to ask. Wow. Isn't that wonderful? Do people, do people know who you are? <laughs> do, do they know who you are? Do they know you by the words you use? Do they know who you are? Do they know who you belong to? Where's your words coming from? Which bucket do you draw the most words out of? Because that is who you are. Am I right or wrong? All right. All right. Go ahead, please. Consistency. Consistency. You have to be consistent with God's words, with holy words, don't you? You have to be consistent. And I, I, I'm going to throw this bone out for now. Get over there. I'm trying not to put my foot in my mouth. Holy words are like honey, aren't they? This is pure honey just taken out of the hive a few days ago. Holy words are like honey. What? It, it, it's, it's sweet. It's sweet to, the, sweet to the taste. It's sweet to the ears. It's sweet. And when you speak holy words, it should be encouraging words. And loving words that people can grab a hold of. One thing, I'm going to stop this a minute. I love the kids today. Do you hear no noise? Wow, I love it. Thank you, kids. Okay, so we got holy words. I'm going to come, I, I checked this, Brent. I'm just going to throw out a few holy words. I got my hat on right here like that. And it's holy words. This is a sovereignty. And I'll tell you something, people. We can use holy words. But don't scare people to death with them. Don't scare them to death. Bible, holy word. Hope, surrender. Surrender all holy words. You guys can shout out some holy words anytime you want. Peace today, holy words. Huh? 
Hope, spirit-filled, holy words. Huh? Joy, okay, love. Boy, the kids are just going at it, ain't they? Peace. Saves. Huh? Forget, way to go, Alex, forgiveness. You need a lot of forgiveness, Alex, do you? Yeah. At your age, I can tell it, man. Don't you just love it? <laughs> Come on, kids. The adults don't care. Give it to me. Huh? You kids got gentleness, don't you? You're all self-control, too. I know it. I've seen it. I got it, Alex. <laughs> There's a joy... There's church at the Holy Word. It's just holy words. But we can, we can sometimes, <laughs> sometimes mix in the holy words with the worldly words, and they become sometimes like, you know, like Christians don't have cuss words. You know, we're kind of without cuss words. We don't have any, do we? Except maybe holy crap. <laughs> sometimes, well, let's go with worldly words. Worldly words, you've got to go, go on backwards. Am I in the right place? Worldly words. I was trying to think of worldly, somebody say worldly words. Not now. Not now. <laughs> when I'm speaking to somebody, a lot of times it's not now, preacher. Later. Yeah, later. Uh, not today. Not today, preacher. No way, dude. <laughs> blank, 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 blank. Speak to the hand. And just, you ever get this, this the stare look when you're, you're talking to people? Like, huh? what, in the world, what in the world are you talking about? You lost me way back when you said Jesus. We, we, can, we can also, because worldly words, sometimes we can get into them. We can, we can talk about the world. We can laugh at these crude jokes. And, and you know, a, a, the thing with a Christian, if he's trying to say holy words, and the next thing somebody's telling a, 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 a lousy joke, uh, Brooke told me one this morning. Sorry, Brooke. <laughs> no, it was a funny joke. It came from Mike. I can't tell you, though. No, it was fine. But we, we mix in these things, and when we mix in the Christian with the worldly, it never works, and the Spirit of God that wants to fill us up says, what in the world are you talking about? Don't you know you have holy words to use, and you're, you're so occupied with using that? And so then we say, well, let's uh, do mixed words. We'll just kind of mix these things together. And so I, I come up with a few mixed words. I got more mixed words than I got. When do I got more mixed words than I got anything? <laughs> Holy curse words. Hmm. We'll save that one. Hmm. Save that one. Brent, you put some of these in here? Judas Priest. What? The Bob Barker? <laughs> Son of a cracker barrel. I'll save that one. What the devil? Words that we mix together with, with the world. Shut the hole. Dagnabbit. Corn fritter. Doggone it. What are you talking about? Holy car knocker. Holy mackerel. Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> 
crude. Crude. I got another one. I can't read my writing. Rat shucks. Holy bucket. Holy shucks. Speak to the hand. Crud muffin. Yeah, crud muffin. Cotton picker. Holy moly. Tartar sauce. <laughs> Son of a ghost. Caesar's ghost. You ever heard of that one? Whew. Holy cow. I never did understand what a holy cow meant. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. Come on, you guys say these words more than I do. That fart knocker. Well, I know I get you kids on that one. <laughs> huh? Doodle cakes? How about this turd? <laughs> these are mixed words that we use in and we try to make them sound funny. It's not like that. And so we really only have this one bucket we can draw out of. We try to sometimes get cute and draw out of all of them. And I can just see Jesus up there saying, what in the world? <laughs> what in the world are you thinking? Yeah, you know, I, you can use these words and they can be funny and they can do this, that, and the other. But, but can you imagine me going up to somebody and just talking about Jesus, trying to give him the gospel, and all of a sudden I say, well, you, you ever heard of the fart knocker? I mean, I just lost them, right? I've lost them. They're gone. They're gone. They, I don't even know what that is. Or I just, you know, you just start coming up with these words. I mean, what I'm getting at is we, we have to be, when we're talking about the Lord, we have to be serious. We can have fun. Christians can have fun. I have more fun being a Christian than I ever did any other way. It's, it's, it's the most fun I've ever had in my life. And I, I can understand humor, and I can have good humor. And Tim Hawkins and a lot of good Christian comedians, I mean, they're just funny guys to watch. So we can do those things. We just have to be careful with our words. How, holy words always reflect the heart and mind of God. Amen? It always, it's reflecting what you're trying to reflect is the heart and mind of God. When you're trying to speak to somebody's ears and to reach their heart, to be filled by that spirit, it's going to reflect, reflect the heart and mind of God. So if, if you're not, and I know God has humor because he created us, right? I mean, that's a God of humor. There's no doubt about that. I mean, look at some of the animals he created. They're just funny looking animals, you know? Some of these dogs they inbreed these days is unreal. They got the teeth hanging over the other teeth and their tongues hanging out. And there's some funny stuff out there. Holy words always reflect the heart and mind of God. To speak words of truth and power will require you to seek and be filled by the Holy Spirit. See, we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. When we're going to get into that in a few verses in a minute. I, I, can, I can speak with the Holy Spirit. I can be filled with that Holy Spirit. But if I continue to draw my words from the world, although I may be saved, how can I speak and be filled with the Holy Spirit? So in these dark days that we live in, we can have fun, but we should be pulling our words out of the holy words. Amen? Are you sure? This is one of, I want to read this one print, I'm going to get serious here in a minute. To speak words of truth and power will require you to seek and be filled by the Holy Spirit. And this principle, last principle is, are you sure? Now everybody's, this is, you've got to answer this. Are you sure you are willing to let your personality, because I'm going to tell you something. I heard him say, Tommy, when he accepted the Lord the other night, he started what? Acting what? Different. 
And I know his dad and mom were concerned about him a little bit, and he started acting different. So that means your personality is starting to change. And if your personality is not going to change at all, there ain't no change. You can lie to yourself and make yourself believe it. But if you really accept the Lord in life, you're starting to be filled by the Spirit, you start to learn who the Word of God is, you've got your Bible open and you're reading, your personality changes. It's got to. You know why? Because sin moved out, holy moved in. They don't go together. It's an oxymoron. They don't go together. One moves out, one moves in. So if, if you're willing, you've got to understand that you've got to be willing. And I, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I'm willing for about 30 minutes. And off they go and start mixing the words, start going the worldly words. They start drawing their bucket, all the words out of the wrong buckets. Well, yeah, they were willing for that time, that short period of time. They were willing for that time. But how about tomorrow or the next day? Are, are you still willing? Because, see, I can change my personality. I can come up with all kinds of characters. I can change my personality. I can lie to myself. I can believe my own lies if I choose to. I can change that personality for a short period of time. But for a personality to change completely and always for eternity, I have to be willing to let it change by my Lord and Savior. Amen? So how do you know if somebody is allowing their personality to be changed? You see it in the words they use. You see it by where they draw the words out. You say, well, don't judge me. I'm not judging you. It's just what words are you using? What, which buck are you pulling? I can hear words. I got ears. I hear. You want me just to shut them off and act like nothing's happening? I hear. Or, or, or the way you're living your life. Your personality takes on a different demeanor. Amen? Aren't, aren't you glad that it does? And aren't you glad that God gives us... He allows us to make uh, these mistakes in our lives and these things in our lives. And even when we sin, he allow, he, uh, he'll forgive us continually over that. Not just once, not just twice, but continually forgive us. It takes on, it's taken on another. And even if the other is the Spirit of God. So are you, willy, are you willing? Some of you say, well, I've been saved a long time, but is your personality heading towards Christ? Where, where is your personality heading towards? Is it stuck somewhere? Which bucket are you drawing your personality out of? If it is not heading towards Christ, then quit lying to yourself and get right with God. Amen? If we just, I mean, I tell you what, if we just get a few churches right with God, things would change. So I'm going to read this one more time. Are you sure you are willing to let your personality be taken over by another, even if that other is the Spirit of God? Go ahead, please. Ephesians 5, 15 to 21, we're not going to spend a lot of time in this. See then that you walk, somebody give me that word. So, 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 so what? I wrote that down. Hmm, circumspectly. Let me see what I wrote down about that word. Hmm. Careful to consider all circumstances and possible consequences in your life, circumspectly, can I say it again? Oh, spectrally, got that. It's being careful of the circumstances in your life and considering all the consequences that might come from that. See that you're circumspectly not as fools, but as what? Wise. If you meet somebody for the first time in your life, or they, or they meet you for the first time, do you guys like first impressions? 
Do you realize the first few words you get out of your mouth, that person is forming who, who you are and whether or not they want to listen to you, whether or not that you have any wisdom for them or, 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 or whatever it is. Now, you can get up there and tell nasty jokes and funny jokes, and they'll listen to you for a while and laugh at you. Then they'll walk and say, that guy's just a nut. It's, it, you're, you're forming who you are, and that will stick with that person over and over and over again. And every time you meet somebody like that, the first words that come out of your mouth, you start to forming who you are. Your personality is being poured out. And it's where you're drawing your words from, which bucket you're drawing words from, is going to allow them to know who you are. And of course, I want people to know who I am. I mean, don't you want people to know who you are? I mean, more than my name, I'm Paul Taylor. I want more than that. I may only have this one opportunity to meet with somebody, this one opportunity to talk with them. I want them to know something of why I'm Paul Taylor, because of God, because of the Lord Jesus Christ, because I love him, because I serve him. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are what? And these days are always evil. It seems like the days are more evil than when they wrote this, but it was evil then, it's evil now, it's just evil. And it's going to remain evil until the Lord comes back because of the sin nature we live in. Therefore, do not be unwise. Do not be what? Somebody read that. Worldly what? Don't use worldly words. Don't what? Don't even mix them. Holy words. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Okay. Somebody, wow, what's the will of the Lord? What is the will of God in my life? That's one of the things you hear. What is the will of God in my life? Well, I'm going to tell you real simple. It's not hard. It's not, it's not rocket science. It's real simple. Speak holy words. And you'll lead people to who he is. Just speak holy words. Do good things. Be kind. Be gentle. Help people. Help them. And when people come to help you, in return, give them something back using holy words. Amen? I had a blowout years ago. I don't know if I told the story here, and I got so many God stories. Vicki, you'll remember this one. I had a blowout with my horse trailer going down 65. I think John and Don are about 50 miles ahead of me because John drives 100 miles an hour before he goes. Nah, we had a blowout, and they went on, and we, uh, we had to pull over down around Henryville. And uh, you've got four horses in the back. You've got a blown-out tire in the trailer. Not a good day. The heat's coming down. <laughs> you don't know where nothing is. It's like, yeah, okay. You know, the first thing I, I thought of is there's a reason for this. You know, bad things just don't happen. There's usually reason for things. Well, one of the reasons is my tire was no good on the trailer. I know that. It was low or something, you know. That's one reason. Dry rotted or something. That's true. But then again, God could have kept that tire from blowing because he's God. So... As we tried to figure out, well, what do we do now? I'm, I do not want to get four horses out, or how many horses we had in back that trailer. It's a big trailer, big heavy trailer. You don't get out with a jack and jack it up. That don't happen. I don't have a spare. You call somebody. So we get out, and we figure out somebody's down the road, a big truck stop down the road somewhere. And, and so we call them, and, and it did take long. And here comes, pulls up this guy. And, and this guy was, he was a mess. And uh, long story short, we were able to stop and pray with him, talk with him. He had just, his wife had just left him, and he's had just had all kinds of issues, all kinds of problems. We spent probably an hour just talking about God. 
And he was so thankful that I had a blowout that day because I guided him with holy words to where he needed to be that day. I don't know where the guy's at now. I don't know. But I just know that day, that moment, that particular moment, there was a reason something happened. And I have to look beyond the reason and say, well, another thing's happened to me. See, we're back to me, my, me, myself, and I. Get past that, folks. Get past that. Because God's got something that's going to take place now. Look at that. Say, man, there's something happened here. There's going to be something good came out of it, come out of this. And it will. But you've got to be looking for it. You've got to be ready to say, I can't believe I had a blowout. I can't believe I keep. When this guy pulls up, you can't be cursing at this guy, saying, go ahead and fix this. I'm sick of this horses. I'm sorry. You can't do that. You've got to be loving and pleasing. Is that hard? Especially when you had a blowout with four horses in the trailer? You better believe it is. But maybe God's got something for you so much bigger than that. And those are the ways we live our life. That's the personality change that we're talking about. Getting past myself and the circumstances that I can see God working where he never could have worked before if I wasn't willing to go there. With me, anyway. Wow, that, it just makes, it just, you get in the car, you take off, you're like, wow, God just used me. They're good things. And you never forget them. Therefore, do not be unwise. Look at your surroundings. If you want the will of God, just look at the surroundings that he's got you in at that moment, and you'll find the will of God for that moment. The will of God for me is to be here at this church. I, that's good. That's a good will. The will of God is to, to teach you and to help you be encouraged every week. That's a good thing. But it's also to help everybody that comes involved in my life, no matter who it is, no matter. I don't, most people I help, I never know their name. You know what? I, some people I'll say, I'll, if I don't see you again, I'll see you in heaven. Amen? I'll see you in heaven. We'll have eternity to talk about it. So therefore, not to be unwise, but understand. 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 Don't be fools. Understand what's going on in your life. What the will of the Lord is. Verse 18. And do not be drunk. We, we hear a lot of that with wine. And of course you can't. You know, when, when uh, Paul wrote this, at the time there were a lot of, a lot of uh, pagan things going on in Ephesus, and it was, I don't want to talk about it with all the kids being here, but there's a lot of pagan things going on uh, uh, in Ephesus that, that was not just with drunkenness, but so many other things coming together with that. And a lot of times when drunkenness gets, comes together, there's so many other things that are involved. Everybody know what I'm talking about? There's so many other things involved with that. And Paul says, what are you doing? You, every time you go out and you want to get drunk or you want to do this, that, do you know how many things are coming involved with that? Can you speak holy words when you're drunk? No. And he's saying, get away from that stuff. It's not just the drinking. It's just so many other things that are involved in that. Get away from it. Don't be a part of it. That's not what God wants for you. That's not the will of God for you. And there's first after first after first after first that talks about drunkenness in the Bible. It's not talking about... It's talking about being wise and not unwise. Do not be drunk with wine in which is disposition. Somebody say that word for me. Disputation. Say it again. Yeah, I'll let it be there. Disputation. Is that good? Thank you, Ashley. I wrote that down too. Let me see. Reckless actions. Uh huh. Is that right, Vicky? Reckless actions. Now, we could, we could just go off on that for a long time, couldn't we? <laughs> uh, worldly words? Re 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 reckless action? 
me see what else I got here. Mm-mm-mm-mm. The process of slowly disappearing or becoming less. I, when I read that tomorrow, I thought, wow, that's cool. It means, you know, when you've when you're, when you got that word there, I'm not going to use it again. That's the process of becoming less. Less. The, the process of becoming less than what I am. So when, when I get drunk and I, and I do these things, I'm becoming less of what I am. My personality is completely not what God wants me to be. So if I want to know the will of God and I want to live in that will, I can't do, I have to heed the warnings that Paul's giving me so I don't get drunk, in which is disputation, but be filled with what? But be filled with the Holy Spirit. Is that rocket science? My goodness, why do, we, why do we have so much trouble? You know, I've come to understand that most people that tell me they believe in God don't really believe in God. They don't. And most people say, oh, I believe in Jesus. I've heard that a zillion, billion times. And they go off. I got my relatives. I've talked about them all the time. I probably get in trouble when I don't care. My relatives, oh, yeah, I believe in God. I love God. I love Jesus. And they go do whatever they want to do. See, if there's no personality change, there's no change. Got me? There's no change. If, if you don't want to be filled with the Spirit, you're not going to be filled with the Spirit. He's not going to force you. He wants you to, to love and to honor Him and respect Him. And as we grow into who He is and who Christ is, we start to become filled with Him. You know, as a baby Christian, as people, these babies crawling around on their knees, it's hard to understand things. You, you have to start to grow up in Christ. And if, and if Christians just continue to crawl around like little babies, what are they going to do? They're just going to yell and scream, and they're never going to get to where God wants them to be. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. You know what I love is to watch these kids. You know, I know they're kids. Their, their mind goes one minute one place and the next five minutes a different place. But by goodness, you can watch them get filled with God. And, and, and it's just, you know, you can say, well, they're just kids. Well, you know, us adults, we do the same thing, don't we? Sometimes we can just speak with the great eloquence of holy words. And the next person you speak with these worldly words, and what happened to me? You say, well, kids they can they can be just so full of love and joy and the next minute they're not you are too see you we are too we just act smarter we're fools be filled with the spirit of god who 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 wants to be filled with the spirit of god who wants see yeah some of you like this Not so much, maybe. <laughs> try it. <laughs> try it. Just try it. And mean it when you try it. You talk about getting drunk. My goodness, you can get drunk on the Spirit, amen? amen. You can have the best time with the Holy Spirit. You can, you, God can do so many things in your life 
to fill you up with that spirit and overflow you, and you just become somebody you have never been. Your personality has taken on, and you'll stop, and you'll think, who in the world just said that? That wasn't me. But yet it was you, because the personality is changing to be more like God. Amen? Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Wow, holy words. I can open up the Bible or I can start quoting things from the Bible. And a lot of times I, I can't memorize a whole lot of verses, and, but I know the words in those verses. I've told you a zillion times, not how much you know, it's how much you love what you know. Everybody say that. It's not how much you know, it's how much you love what you know. Amen? It's always that. It's always that. I always follow what I love. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. What's the first word in verse 19? Everybody, what's the first word in 19? Speaking. speaking holy words. I, I'm speaking holy words. If you want to be filled with the Spirit, if you want the personality change, I'm speaking to one another and all of you with holy words. How many of you heard me come up and tell you a nasty joke? I don't do that. I don't even know any. Because that, that's not speaking in holy words, is it? Sometimes I may say some things that some people may say, well, that's pretty rough, like turd or something. But it's not. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, lifting each other up. Out there in the world, when you get out in the world and the, and the worldly things and the mixed words, how often are they trying to, to lift you up? Or is your coworker trying to lower you down so they can take your position? These, these, we battle these things all the time. My goodness, as we talk with other Christians, we shouldn't have to worry about those things, should we? We should encourage each other and lift each other up. And you, you can say, well, that kid is a brat. Well, so is yours. <laughs> well, who are you fooling? Look at him around here. <laughs> Love each other. Lift each other up. I got that old nasty stuff out in the world all the time. Six days a week I'm out there. I don't need to come in here and listen to a bunch of people give me a bunch of gossip and nasty stuff. It's not, that's not what the Bible says. I want to be filled with the Spirit. This is the way I do it. Speaking to one of the psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Brooke, you sound beautiful. You know that? Kelly, you sound beautiful. So does everybody else up here. Roy, where's Roy? He's over. That guitar, your man, it makes me want to do a jig. I love it. It lifts me up. Amen? It lifts you up. You know, next Friday night we do the fish fry and a concert out there. I'm hoping and praying that, that that music and the love of this church lifts people up. That they can say, this personality of this church is different than my job. This is really, I really want to be around these people. There's something really different. Yeah, our personalities are changing to be like God. We were trying to be, learn how to be filled with the Spirit in loving ways. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. I know I can't sing. So I have to make melody in, a melody in a different way. It's my holy words. It's the words that God gives me. Brooke can just stand up there and sing like beautiful like many other ones. And Kelly can just stand there and spew it out. I, don't know, I have no idea how you do that. I want to do it. I really do. But when I get up here and sing, it don't come out that way. It's better just to keep the mouth quiet. Giving thanks always for all the things to God the Father in the name of the what? Of our Lord Jesus. So I give thanks to God for the holy words. I give thanks to God that he fills me up. I give thanks to God when he communicates to my heart and says, 
Repent. Repent. Because that's a sign the Holy Spirit is in my life. Amen. Amen. I can't get away with anything. It's like your kid's trying to get away with something. Do they get away with you? No, they don't, parents. They don't get away with it. I can't get away with anything from God. It's about as soon as I do something wrong, it is a poom in my heart. Dang-gone it! And off to your knees you go. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that he'll forgive me again. And he does. And he does. But I'm not practicing sin. I'm practicing holy words to be filled with the Spirit. Submitting to one another in fear of God. That's my last verse for you. Submitting. Very hard, right? Very hard. I write something down about submitting. Yes. To give. To stop trying to fight over. Resist fighting. Submit to one another. And it goes on later on. Other verses talk about husbands and wives submitting to each other, but we're going to stop there. It's submitting to us. This is where we're going to stop. Submit to one another in the fear of God, which is that fear is not a scared fear. What did I write down about that? It's a reverence. It's a reverence because of Christ. How many of you love the Lord? I do. Thank you, Tommy. Out of the mouths of babes, eh? Out of the mouths of babes. If you love the Lord, then you'll live for the Lord. Your personality takes on the Lord's personality. You're not fooling anybody. (laughs) At the least, you're not fooling God. Kelly, come on up. Who's coming up? You're not fooling anybody. What I'm asking you is where are you drawing those words? Whatever's in the well comes up. What it tells in the Bible, whatever you, whatever's inside you comes up. If you have a problem with words, God can take that away from you. What? He's God. He can do whatever he wants. But you've got to be willing to seek it, to change, to put on the personality that he's asking you to put on. Amen? The future of society drifts away from the truth. The more it will hate the, f- the further a society drifts away from the truth, the more it will hate those that speak it. Are you seeing that around? Your f- around? You speak a few holy words, you open up the Word of God, and you, and you give them a few scriptures. I read a thing this week that somebody used to go to church here a long time ago, doesn't go to church here anymore. And uh, they were all mad. They got married, had a couple kids, husband runs off. She's spouting off on Facebook about, don't tell me that it's not okay to live with people, do whatever you want to do. Don't tell me that. I'm not, honey. God is. I never did tell you. It comes from the Word of God. It comes from the Word of God. It doesn't matter. You're living with woman, man. It, it, don't, it doesn't matter. what. It doesn't, the sin doesn't even matter. If you're sinning, you're going against God. You're just going against God. But in this young girl's mind, because her life didn't fit up with what she wanted, she just blamed God for it. She just blamed God for it. Blame his word of truth for it. She doesn't know God at all. Not at all. 
I don't care how many times you've been baptized. I don't care how many times you've been to the altar. If your personality is not changing towards Christ, you don't have the personality of God. Is that harsh? It's just the truth, isn't it? If you're not changing your life, if, if some of your words have remained the same, and every time you turn around, you've got to swap... I can't use this, Jesus is my boss, and start speaking out of these words. And if I go into it, I've got to turn this around and then speak them. If that's what your life is, you've got a problem. It's called a heart problem. You want your family to be a good family? You want to live a good life? Holy words. Amen? Amen. That's all i got for you. That's it. i got the word of God. What's the words for the week? Give it to him. What does a spirit-filled life do? How often does it use him? <laughs> Why? Because you're what? You're spirit-filled. What else have you got? I mean, really, what else have you got? It'll always use spirit. It will always use holy words. Always. Always. Question for the week. From which bucket, got up there. From which bucket do you draw your words? From which bucket are you drawing your words from? I, you all know the answer to that. You all know it. So I'm asking you today, as a church, as individuals, to allow the Holy Spirit to become your personality, that you put on the personality of Christ. And if you're struggling with that, then allow God to change you, and He'll do it. You know how I know he'll do it? Because he changed me. <laughs> and I ain't nothing special. He changed this guy back here, and I can tell you, he ain't nothing special. No, I'm sorry. He changed you, and you're nothing special. God is special. Amen? God is special. And he changes us to be more.